You're listening to the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast. Good evening, welcome to the Fantasy Wildcard Dynasty Show. I'm your host, Kev. You can follow me on X at the Dynasty Mind. <laughs> We've got the best two tonight. Alice just seen what I'm wearing because I had it covered up pre-show, but we have got the amazing man himself, Ali, who you can follow on X at FF Dynasty Girl. Good evening, Ali. That is, that is horrendous, mate. I can't believe you've just done that to me on today, today of all days. But to be fair, if we'd have won, I would have definitely had my Chelsea shirt on. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling really shit after the result, but... <laughs> We have got some cracking guests come on that we're we're excited about. So, um, yeah, looking forward to tonight's show. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing great, mate. I think the part of me wearing Liverpool top is because Mags isn't here tonight, and you know that he would have been wearing it because whenever he uh, whenever his team does win a trophy, he's he's repping. But that's partly why he's not here as well tonight. He's he's out on the lash. He's he's been on the sesh for a couple of days. He must have knew that it was going to happen tonight. But um, maybe he's celebrating. The amazing guests we've got coming on very shortly. So, teared it up nicely. We have got on two absolute diamonds from the UK fantasy community. These are superstars when it comes to your charity tournaments. You look near the top, you always see these names cropping up every year. Um, I guess we can call them women of fantasy football as well. So, we're going to give a warm wildcard welcome to Georgia and Poppy, who you can follow on X at Georgia Bell underscore 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 that's right three times and poppy gk good evening ladies how are you doing very good doing awesome yeah it's uh it's our pleasure to have you on our show this evening and we've got the perfect show to to discuss with you had a bit of chat in the uh, the the lobby pre pre show and um it's going to be a really smashing show tonight we're going to be looking at the um, upcoming free agent class for quarterbacks and running backs. We're going to give it a bit of a dynasty spin as well. But essentially, getting your thoughts on the players and where you think they'll end up, if they'll stay, if they'll go, and, and how, you, how you're feeling about these players uh, moving into the 2024 season. So, um, we've obviously got Georgia, the Patriots fan. We've got Poppy, the Bucks fan. And we are going to be keeping it on the home field turf to begin with we're going to go to baker mayfield uh, of tampa bay and over to you poppy your thoughts on him yeah i love baker um i i think everyone loves an underdog story but i don't think anyone was quite expecting that season um yeah just absolutely love him after everything he went through at browns um uh, just really nice really nice for him to i think he's found a home actually um, but yeah, he's having fun, playing really good football. Um, so hopefully he resigns very soon. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, I'm going to say exactly the same because I'm pretty biased with with that <laughs> <laughs> with that view. But to be honest, I was very very doubtful of Baker when he signed at at Tampa. I know a lot of the the fan base was, and if you look at the the odds that the preseason odds, we were actually second favorite, only behind. The Texans in in our win totals, projected win totals. So it was, it was supposedly supposed to be a really bad season for us. But I just think we saw much more of a 
um, a grown-up, mature Baker Mayfield play with with proper weapons that he's perhaps never had properly in, throughout his career. I know he sort of had them in with the Rams, but he wasn't there very long. Um, and he's like he's mature. He's just had his first child, or now having his first child. He's he's grown up, and I think with that, he's, he's at the right age to um, really help take Tampa Bay forward. And it wasn't easy because coming after Tom Brady was never going to be an easy easy thing to do. But um, he's just been great. So the only thing I can see is Baker Mayfield re-signing. I think he wants to re-sign. I think you mentioned there, Poppy. He's really found himself a home and it, it will get done. The figure that I've seen sort of more recent, I know there's talk a couple of weeks ago that he was going to get 40 million. He wanted 45 million or something ridiculous like that. But I think he's more, nice. more likely going to be about 30 to 35 million. It's going to be sort of on both ways. He's going to be happy with the deal. I think the Bucks could be happy with the deal as well. So it's a match. We've got a- match. extra cap space as well. So I think that's going to make it more likely that we're going to be able to bring some weapons back. Um, yeah, exactly. Really nice. We've got that familiarity. He's worked with Liam Cohen before. Um, them two are good friends. So I think that's going to work really well. Um, he was born because the Bucks had in mind they were going to re-sign Baker. So I really can't see a world where Baker doesn't sign for, for Tampa and signs for somebody else. So so with that, just thinking about his his fantasy or the dynasty look on him, I have to say the last in the next sorry, the next two to three years, I think he's locked in as a really solid quarterback too in in fantasy. Um Keep Trade Cup, we've got him at quarterback twenty three. I think that's pretty reasonable given that he's gonna be given sort of a Geno Smith contract. Um he was around this ranking this time last year um i think obviously with mike evans hopefully re-signs i think the signs are pointing to that from today so i really think that he's someone that you can help target if he's your quarterback three on your dynasty team right now you're gonna be feeling really good about that um probably not someone i'm gonna actively go and buy unless i get a discount with him um but yeah if he's your quarterback three you've got to be really um really thinking positive about that Kev, what's your feelings on on Baker? Obviously, I think you know he's going to resign. But what about for Dynasty? How have you got many shares of Baker? Because I, I personally don't have many shares of him to be honest. But I think he's a useful quarterback too. Yeah, less than six and a half minutes before the first Mike Evans. Um, <laughs> yeah, I try not to react, but when I hear his name, I perk up like a dog. <laughs> no, I love it. It's um, do you know what? I, I've always kind of been a Baker fan just from the. The persona and it all started actually when i won a bit of money on him being the first overall draft pick um i don't think he was a favorite and some some intel that came through that he was going to be number one pick and managed to get on at sky bet before um before uh, obviously the, the odds have changed make sure you know you're better responsible people um but yeah just the demeanor the way it goes into all these different clubs and it you know he's going to win that starting job wherever he goes because he's uh, he's got that that dog in him, that that competitive edge. Um, yeah, I was one of those guys that had him as a top five dynasty QB after his rookie season when I first stopped, got into dynasty, and yeah, he's fallen down the graces, uh, down sort of the, the the rankings as such. But you know what? I think if you believe he's going to be a start for two to three years, he's a great price. I think there is a world where maybe next season doesn't go to plan and it could be a one-year deal but i just think at his cost you've got to go for it like um you're not going to get starting qbs this cheap this often so something i really like um 
come back to you, Poppy, just on about how long do you think he can be the Bucks QB? Like, what sort of spectrum is it? One year to ten years? Do you think maybe one to five? Uh, is it a minimum two year deal? What what sort of things do you think in in Baker's outlook? I think definitely for two years. Um, well, I'd like to see it anyway. I'm not sure beyond that. I'm just thinking realistically in terms of Mike. I know he, he's getting on a bit. I don't think that he'll be here. I don't think he'll be here beyond two years. Chris Godwin. I think Chris Godwin is really underrated actually, and people don't have people don't have conversations about Chris as much as they should. I know that he had a quiet uh, year this year. Uh, wasn't targeted as much as he should have been. Um, we've got Trey Palmer as well. Um, I think it's exciting, but I can't see I can't see him being QB one at Bucks for more than two years. But I hope I hope that I'm wrong. I hope I hope that he's can stay for as long as as long as possible. Um, play into how well he played this year. Um, yeah, I think it's just a bit of a shame that we did lose um, the offensive coordinator. I know that he's worked with Liam Cohen before, but I think we just really did get going at the end of the year. Um, so I don't know. That might take the momentum off a little bit. Um, but I think Bucks fans, we stick we stick with QBs uh, for quite a long time. So I think as long as he's given it his all, it'll be fine. Indeed. And we're going to move to another QB now who's going in a similar range in Dynasty. Um, slightly different story, the fact that he's, um, he's coming off an injury and there's a bit of uncertainty. But um, yeah, we're going to come to you now, Georgia, and discuss Kirk Cousins and how you see his future. Um, I'm not sure because obviously like it's gone like all quiet like after his injury there like hasn't been like any I haven't seen like any rumours like about him going anywhere so I'm like hmm but I can probably see him staying like, like maybe another, like another year or so maybe I don't know yeah. it depends because like I've seen rumours about Justin Jefferson as well so I'm like hmm interesting yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I personally think they he will sign in Minnesota, but I do think I'm hearing that the, the free agent market is pretty hot for Kirk Cousins, which is some somehow quite funny. But I think he's a decent quarterback. And I think, what is he, 33, 34 years old, something like that? 35, maybe? Um, young guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's around about my age, so he's definitely a young guy. And I just think... I would take a risk on him. If, if you look at his his value right now, quarterback 25, I would actually prefer to pay up for Kirk Cousins than would Baker, as much as that pains me to say. I just think that the chances are he's going to land back on Minnesota, and you, then you've got Justin Jefferson, DJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison. There's lots of weapons there, and I just think his ceiling is probably higher than Baker Mayfield's is. I do think there's a hot market for him. So if even if he doesn't, there's rumours that... Um, that the Raiders could possibly go after him. Obviously, Pittsburgh are looking for a quarterback and could dip into the veteran market. Um, so I think it's a really interesting offseason for Kirk Cousins. Um, you put his rough value on there um, in terms of uh, rookie picks, the 203. That's something I would definitely probably pay up for if I'm a quarterback away from competing. I think he can give you fringe quarterback one numbers. Um, so, yeah, I think... The the injury is obviously a bit concerning, but what from what I'm hearing, there's going to be quite a market for Kirk Cousins when that free agency opens. So I expect him to go back to Minnesota, and if he does, there's just so so much weapons there that he, he, 
just cannot fail, you know, just by default that he's going to be at least quarterback 15 um, at very worst. So, Kev, what you, what's your feelings on our Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I didn't answer your question about Baker Mayfield, how much I've got of him. I'd say um, I've got a little bit of him, but I, I kind of got out after being burned, uh, after being so ironing. But with Kirk Cousins, he's a guy that I've got tons of. So it really hurt my dynasty teams last season when he was injured. I, I've got a lot of Aaron Rodgers as well, uh, and a lot of those on the same team. So that was just like really tough going. Um, I, I really like Kirk Cousins, the fact that... Um, <laughs> This is just terrible, but I thought it was great on quarterback, the uh, the Netflix uh, show. I think um, it, was. Yeah. it really yeah. shows the, the chemistry they've got with, with him and, and head coach O'Connell. Um, yeah, it, him and Baker have had pretty different careers. The fact that you've had Baker sort of bouncing around and going to different teams and having to reestablish himself. Cousins has just had the two teams. Um, he comes across as a, as a loyal guy, someone that would take a fair market so i think despite all the outside interest which if you wanted to be that person i think you could twist it a little bit and get a move elsewhere for more money than probably a worse situation so i think he'll stay um i, I want him to stay because it is a great situation with well one of the best situations Lee jefferson addison hawkinson so uh yeah i hope he stays i think it'll be a short deal just based on the injury and the uncertainty but um, yeah, I really like Kirk Cousins. I'm going to swing it back to Georgia for a, a tricky question now. And bearing in mind there's two Bucks fans on the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. I'm going <laughs> to ask you, if, if it was up to you thinking about the next yeah. couple of years in fantasy, who would you rather have, Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield? I think I'd rather go Baker. He's younger as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'd go with Baker. Look at them two grinning. <laughs> I don't know, but the thing is, is that I don't actually know if I would go Baker above mm. Kirk Cousins. I don't. I don't know. I think that's mostly because if there's a crap game uh, in in real life and then fantasy, it's just double the bad mood. But I don't know. <laughs> About you, Ali, you can have the casting vote. Then would you be a, a Baker man? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need uh, this? <laughs> Um, I think it's very close. You can see by the valuation that they're both extremely close in the rankings, neck and neck. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the the Bucks offense going forward. I really like what I'm hearing from Liam Cohen. I think he's going to. He said he's going to move Chris Godwin back inside, which is his best position. Obviously, finished at uh, wide receiver two that year in 2019 when he was inside. So, um, yeah, if Trey Palmer can take a next step and. Um, we maybe draft an offensive lineman in round one. I think this offense can be just as good as it was the second half of next season. So, um, yeah, either or of these guys is I'm going to sit on the fence. Good stuff. So, obviously, we've we've talked about two QBs. That's the end of our QB part of the free agency. It's not that there's not a couple more intriguing options. Guys like Ryan Tannehill could be in the mix for a starting job again, which. Yeah, it's not fantastic, but if you're if you're a starter, it's it's something that needs to be on your radar. Um, but we are going to move on to running backs. It's quite a it's quite an interesting market at running back. The fact that we've had to cut a few running backs off the show sheet tonight. Um, we'll let Georgia and Poppy make the picks on those that didn't make it. So uh, it's no pressure on us, <laughs> Ali, on that one tonight. But we are going to come to uh, the cream of the crop at running back now, and 
I'm going to come back to you, Georgia, on Saquon Barkley. Do you think he'll be a Saquon Barkley, or do you think he'll be looking to leave and cash in after so many bad years in such a dump? I think he will stay. I was literally thinking about this earlier. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that he will stay. I don't know how long for, but maybe like a year more than a bit more than a year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where else he would go. And if, if you're owning him, are you happy if he stays? Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. <laughs> what about you, Poppy? If you're a Saquon Barkley owner, are you wanting him to stay in New York? Plenty of touches, but a pretty dismal offense that could be getting a new quarterback, or do you want to see him go to somebody else? I think I'd probably want to see him go somewhere else. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that we've seen the best of him yet, which is saying something. But I don't know if he is best staying in New York or if he's best going elsewhere. Um, I don't know. I think he seems like he wasn't very happy. Um, so I kind of would like to see him go and try, but other people have done it and then not nothing better has happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think I'd be that happy, though. Yeah. I, I personally think it's a risk with, with any running back because you, you rely on the scheme for them to have plenty of touches to be a scheme that will find them the gaps needs to be a good offensive line. And then it needs to be a good offense overall for them to score the touchdowns. But I just think Saquon Barkley is pretty insulated in the fact that he catches so many passes. He's so good at that. I think he's the the number one name on the running back free agency list that teams will, will know exactly what they want to, how to use him. And I think that it's going to be more like contenders that are going to be going after the likes of Saquon Barkley, like, the thoughts of Saquon Barkley on the Ravens is pretty, pretty tasty right right now. And there's a, there's a few other spots as well. There's obviously a few dud ones, but I just can't see a team um, that that's got plenty of cap space that's not not going to be that good going after him. So uh, yeah, let's let's get him a move away from from New York. In terms of the the rookie picks, the one ten is probably about right. I think you're going to get two more really good years from Saquon Barkley if he can stay healthy. So it's probably fair price. Um, Kev, would you be paying the the one ten for Barkley if you're if you're a contender, or is it just too much risk right now? I think first of all, like um, we didn't mention this with obviously the, the cap increasing by so much, but it's a great time to be a free agent, isn't it? When the caps increase, because what when it's usually tight purse strings. All the players know that teams have got that money, so that if that's what they're chasing. Um, it's it's a great time to be a free agent. I think with Barclay, he's one of the few running backs that I think it doesn't really matter where he ends up because it's not the best situation he's in. And like I said, he's great in the pass game, he's great in the run game. Um, wherever he goes, he's going to be continuing to be a, a, a fantasy star. I think um, personally, I, I would like to see him move away from, from the Giants just because I think with Daniel Jones there, there's... Um, he's more likely to run, I think, in certain situations and pass. I think you want in a, a pocket quarterback for for the receptions that Barkley can have. Um, early on in his career, I think 100 receptions in a season are close to it. So, um, yeah, I want him to move away. I, I think he'll end up saying, I think the Giants will overpay with the new money that's coming. 
so so yeah he deserves to be where he is in in dynasty sort of that that cusp of the top 10 um and you know that if he if he bounces back he's going to give you a fantastic season uh so yeah really happy with if you're only in sacred i don't think it's a time to to panic and and think that a move away is going to be a negative to i think it's really solid and safe in in that respect so uh, speaking back to you, George, on this one, in terms of Saquon next season, let's just think um, there was mention there of a contending side. Purely thinking of Saquon in 2024, what would you consider a good season for his fantasy finish in 2024? Is it if he's a, a top 10 running back, top 5 running back? Are you happy if he's just in the running back one, seen as a top 12 finish? Uh, what would you consider um, a good season for Saquon next year? Uh... I'll probably say top 10, especially if he's still with the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'd say that. I think that's fair. Poppy, any, anything I've different got... on that? No, I, I think with Barkley, I don't ever tend to draft him just because of the risk of injury. Um, but I think, I think definitely, I, I can't see him being top five, but I can see him being top 10 um, if he can stay fit. Um, he might be closer to the top five. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say anything different. Okay, here's a quick one for, for everybody. Ne- neck and neck in the rankings, would you rather Saquon Barkley, who could be moving on, or would you rather, str- I'm going for you, Kev, first, James Cook. Would you rather James Cook or Saquon Barkley? I mean, whatever the contest is, I'm taking Saquon Barkley there. Like, it could be, it could be <laughs> Dynasty, it could be... Hot dog eating contest, uh, bodyguard, <laughs> um, literally any, anything. I'm taking Saquon over James Cook. And you both, would you be Saquon over over James Cook? Obviously, on a more stable offense and came on strong towards second half of the season. I think mm. at the moment I'd probably go Barkley, but I, d- I don't know. James Cook is, I think, he's a sneaky one, isn't he? Um, mm. But yeah. I, I yeah. think I would stick Barkley really. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Full house. With absolutely. I'm assuming. I'm assuming you went for Saquon <laughs> as well, then, Ali. I know you picked a you picked a running back with the same surname as you, just because <laughs> <laughs> you like that. But yeah, I've never liked James Cook. Never have. Then when he came out, and I don't now. So. <laughs> Love it. Well, hopefully um, you're liking this next running back. We're going to come to Poppy now. And uh, a guy who's been an absolute machine over his career. Um, yeah, what do you think will happen with Eric Henry moving forward? I think he's definitely gone. The last game of the season looked like a goodbye. I think he was very emotional. I think he posted um, on Instagram afterwards, uh, thanking Tennessee and everything like that. Um, I don't know where he's going to end up. I have seen a lot of people wanting him uh, at Ravens. I think that I think that he would do better from that deal than they would personally. Um, I don't know. I've got him actually in one of my dynasty teams, and I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what to do with him uh, next season. But yeah, I don't think I don't think he's um, I don't think he's staying. But I just can't work out where he is going to land. I don't know. It's a bit of a shame. He was quite iffy this season, but still, he's still very good because he's still Derek Henry. Um, but yeah, I just don't know moving forward um, whether to try try to get rid of him. But I don't know. Yeah, I think the time to get rid of him is definitely definitely gone now. I think if you've got him, I think you've got to ride him until he 
he drops down dead to be honest because um his value if his rb32 right now is i think it's gone far too much the other way because he's not going to finish he's going to finish well inside rb32 come next season so even if you're getting one year out of him i think that's that's not bad value to be honest at all i'd certainly be interested in in him on a contender at rb32 prices i think the ravens would be a good fit um i think there's there's quite a few other places i think the cowboys yeah, there's would be cowboys a nice, as well yeah it'd be a nice fit kev would love that uh <laughs> even <laughs> even your eagles kev if i mean you've got such an old roster anyway so why don't not add derrick henry to the mix and i mean if you're going for it again it makes sense um there's quite a few places where i'd like to see derrick henry where at least he's going to score touchdowns and just looking at his his off-season workout videos already he already looks like such a beast and i just think he's going to go on for this year perhaps he finds a nice place where he's on a contender where where certainly tennessee was not they were one of the worst teams but one of the worst offensive lines i think um he was really struggling there so i'm glad he's going to get himself a move just before he sort of hangs his cleats up um but yeah if, if the price is a late second round rookie pick and you've already perhaps won the ship or you're in the final last year then um yeah perhaps you'd be tempted to to send a late second um and get Derek Henry for perhaps if he lands on a contender and scores eight or nine ten Russian touchdowns this year perhaps he perhaps he really helps you um and, and then you're going to get paid off for your investment so Kev, would you like to see him on the Cowboys? <laughs> on the Cowboys? <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, how good would that touch push be with uh, Derek Henry absolutely smashing into the back of Jalen Hurts? It'd be, uh, yeah. he'd be uh, smashing his back door. Not against, so. uh, not against Vita Vea, though, eh? Oh, definitely no, no. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> not. Not on Vea. Not on Vea, no. But, um, yeah, I think Derek Henry, like... Uh, I personally think the Ravens was the right move in season. Um, if there was gonna gonna sort of make that make that push towards winning a ship, but it's got me thinking. Like Gus Edwards, he's probably what eighty percent Derek Henry. So I don't think it would be a massive upgrade at this stage with Henry being what thirty years old, Gus being a couple of years younger, and, and it, I see that backfield all being dependent on Keaton Mitchell if he can potentially come back and be a player early on next season you might stick with Edwards Hill and Keaton Mitch which would be terrifying for sort of fantasy players but I think real life that's a pretty interesting trio when all healthy um Henry's an interesting one because I I've been lower than uh, you and Max on him through the season saying that I thought he'd gone early and then he, he obviously picked up pace and made me look a little bit daft but actually I think we sort we're sort of all right with it in the sense I was probably too low, you were probably too high. I've got worries because with the Titans, he had that pretty much whatever touch they wanted he could have. Um, he wasn't making all the snaps. He was probably 60 70% guy, but when he was on the field, he was getting the ball. So if he moves to a, any other situation where he's not getting as many touches as he has previously and it's less volume, that's a big worry because he's a volume guy, he's a touchdown guy. There's a lot of risk involved. He, he was running back 15, 16 in fantasy points game last season. Um, that's that's his worst season he's had for, for quite a while. So, yeah, I, I'd be interested to 
to, to get both your thoughts really on it. Running back 15 in fantasy, will he hit that next season or will he fail to hit running back 15 in fantasy mm-hmm. points per game? So we're taking out injuries, just saying when he's on the field, will he hit running back 15 in fantasy points per game? We'll come to you first on that, Poppy. I don't think so. Um, I don't think he's going to be far off it because, again, even like Derek Henry, even on a crap day, is still is still pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see him. I can't see him being top fifteen. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what Poppy said. <laughs> what Poppy said. Yeah, I think the mm. same. What would be a good season? Do you think, then, Ali? Um. I think a good season for Derek Henry would be uh, fringe RB one. I think he's not he's not going to have a backfield to himself. Um, I just think I think you got to put a lot on the Tennessee offense this year. He's I think he was the player that got hit behind the line of scrimmage the most out of any running back, and it wasn't even close. I think he obviously wasn't efficient because they didn't have to plan for much else. They had terrible quarterback play. Um, so they were just loading the box, making sure Henry didn't do anything. So um, yeah, I'd like to see him on a on a contender. Um, here's one for everybody because back to back, Derek Henry or another guy that I, I do quite like for for Dynasty, Roshan Johnson. So Kev, do you want to lead that one? The, the Bears running back. Give me Derek Henry. Poppy in Georgia. Yeah, same. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, especially going into next year because I'm not quite sure what Chicago are going to be doing. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. The the other one though, he's only two spots below Aaron Jones. Now I'd definitely rather have Aaron Jones over over Derek Henry, but but yeah, Roshan Johnson. As much as I do like him, it's a risk. He could be absolutely irrelevant next year. Whereas if you're going to get one season of Fringe RB1 from Derek Henry, then yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, we're not getting to Aaron Jones again, Cos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he had a great finish to the, the real life fantasy season, well, the real life season in the playoff run he had, um, and someone that I think we're all really, really high on. But we're going to now move to a guy that's, I don't know, he's had a good career, he's had a bad career. We don't know what you're going to get from him each year. He's uh, an interesting chap. So, uh, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, and we're going to come to you, Poppy. What do you think about Josh Jacobs? Yeah, Josh Jacobs is a bit of a strange one for me. Um, I'm not really sure where he's going to end up. Um, I'm not really sure any of the... I think he would probably like to think that he'll be uh, high on a contender's uh, radar, but I, I, don't, I don't think he will be. Um, but I don't know. I think I think Raiders are probably going to go into next season on a bit of a high. Um, obviously, it looks like they've finally got their head coach. But yeah, I don't know. Josh Jacobs is always quite an iffy one for me, really. I think it's either feast or famine, like you've mentioned. You just like is he is he great? Is he bang average? You just I don't think it's I don't think you can really tell. Yeah, I think that's spot on. To be honest, that description of Josh Jacobs because he had that hit that really good where is it he had that really good year or a couple of year run um but but last year again was struggling with with the injury as well and then uh, i honestly think the raiders really like samir white and he really showed out when he was the the lead running back so i don't think they're going to personally pay him that 
the news was they haven't talked about an extension or anything like that for, with Jacob. So I just expect him to be in this pool of aging running backs looking for a team and probably not going to get paid half as much as he wants. He thinks he should get paid. So again, it's one of those where if he lands on the Ravens or a contender, you really like that for, for fantasy for, for one year, perhaps two, but he could also end up on a team. I don't know, like the Panthers, obviously they're trash and he could, <laughs> he could really struggle. It could be like a Miles Sanders because we've always got these two head to head Sanders and Jacobs as they both came out together. And yeah, they're very much very similar running backs. So if he was to land there, I really, I thought Miles Sanders was going to be decent in, in Carolina last year. It never happened. So it is a risk and RB 15 prices for, for Jacobs and early, early second. Um, yeah. I'm not, not really interested at that price, but Kev, you're probably going to tell me why I'm wrong. No, you're right. He's, it, I'm not a Jacobs fan. I think he's one of the running backs in free agency that, like, literally, it's it's downhill. Wherever he goes, he's, the best they can hope for is a, a similar situation where he's getting a ton of volume. Um, there's so much risk depending on where he goes. I actually think he might end up with a Chargers for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, just something in the water with that. I think they're going to go to a, um, a run-heavy approach under... Jim Harbaugh, and I think he'd be the the ideal early down guy. I just I don't think he brings enough explosiveness in the past game to be what he has been used like at the Raiders. I think um, he's someone that I'm out on currently. Um, I'm probably not going to be back on because he's still quite high in uh, in the the dynasty rankings, sort of running back fifteen mm. range, which is too rich for me. Um, his value is around about the two hundred one in rookie drafts, which I'll be honest, I'll be hand up. I've not done tons and tons of rookie scouting at this stage, but it's kind of the option of do you go with Josh Jacobs or do you literally take your pick of any of the running backs? It is an underwhelming running back class, but there's going to be potentially a few that land in certain situations that could potentially be interesting. So I throw it back to you guys. Um, but basically, would you rather have Josh Jacobs or your pick? of the rookie running backs come to you poppy i think try it with a rookie why not like no risk it no biscuit i don't i can't really see wherever jacobs goes i can't really see him being incredible um and yeah if you get a bang average rookie i think that'll probably be relatively on par with him um, here's where he absolutely just goes off this season, but it's fine. <laughs> Are you feeling um, the same, Georgia? Yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah, I'll just gamble on a rookie, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the right move, Ali. You agree? Yeah, I love that we got Bruce Arian, Bruce Arians on the show as well. <laughs> the no biscuit, no biscuit. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's definitely definitely the right answer. I was going to ask this one back to back in the rankings. Would you rather have Kev, Josh Jacobs, or Javante Williams? I mean, being honest, Javante is not um, he's not had a great last season, but I think uh, coming up from major injury, we're going to see a better version of him this season. So I'll just take the younger guy that's uh, you know where he's going to be with, with an offensive coach who's done pretty well with running backs for his career. So, yeah, give me Javante. Um, but, yeah, see you later, Josh Jacobs. 
Um, another guy that probably going to be saying see you later. Well, if you're a Dallas fan, is uh, is Tony Pollard, and we're going to come to you, George. Is Tony Pollard is he going to stay, and is it a good or a bad thing? If mm, um, I'm not sure. Like, I feel like he's been quite quiet this season, especially like with Zeke gone. I feel like he's like disappeared a little bit. So mm. yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. I don't know if he's just going to stay like Dallas for like another year or go somewhere else. No idea. <laughs> You took away Zeke and it's just ruined him, hasn't it? Pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I had Pollard in, not last season, at least season before. He, like, saved me so many times. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, this season he's been pretty pretty quiet, I think. Yes, uh, it's certainly one of my big misses from, from last year. I did have Tony Pollard probably ranked far too high than I did. He just looked really good in his when he came onto the field, when Zeke was there to to tie down the defence and, and Tony Pollard came in looking explosive. And I just thought with the workload he was going to be projected to get, it was going to be a match made in heaven on that awesome Cowboys offence. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a big miss for me. And it just shows what can happen because this time last year he was, he was being ranked as a top sort of seven dynasty running back. And now look at him, he's not even ranked... Sort of a really low runner back too. So um RB22, uh value-wise, 204 rookie pick. Again, I just think his best days are behind him. He's at that age now. How old is Tony Parlow? 26, the same as Josh Jacobs. So people aren't really interested in runner backs unless you're called Christian McCaffrey at that age. So um I'd rather just re-roll with a with a rookie running back. Um it's really difficult to to project where he's going to land because he's, I don't think the top c- contenders are going to be after him. Um, so he's probably going to land on a middling team in a, in a timeshare probably with another running back. Um, so it's a difficult one and in terms of his value. It's, it's on the way down. So give me that 204 all day. Kev, are you in the same boat? I'm sure you are in the same boat. Oh, maybe I've uh, just jumped the ship. Um, <laughs> no, I think with Tony Pollard, it, He's an interesting guy, the fact that sort of season's ending and I'm thinking about my thoughts on players and Tony Pollard's guy thought, yeah, he's had his opportunity. Zeke's gone. Everything's um, sort of within his realm of possibility to really kick on and he's had a terrible season. So I had this thought process that I'm out of him, but actually I'm not quite sure. We're just going to see what the market does, I think, and see how far it drops because if he falls into a good situation as a 1B, a second option with someone um, that's going to sort of do the tough tough work, the tough yardage, the the great stuff from a real-life point of view and really setting it up for Pollard to shine. I think that's that's appealing. He's clearly not the right fit for to be a league guy and do it all as a free-down uh, free guy. So it's going to be dependent on where he goes for me, which we can't say about guys like Saquon. That's just wherever he goes. Or guys like Jacobs, where I'm out, wherever it goes as well. Pollard's interesting still, but at this price, it's slightly too expensive. Um, so, yeah, let, let's just say that it lands on the chart, just because if I keep saying that for each one of these running backs, <laughs> I might be right on one. So, let's get him on the chargers. Tony Pollard's the chargers. But um, I'll, I'll come back to George on this one. Obviously, there's a slight discrepancy in the values, but I just want to know for, for next season... Um, you've got Tony Pollard, 
who could be anywhere, or you've got Ramondre Stevenson, who's having a better season? <laughs> Ramondre, <laughs> try not to be biased, but <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say Ramondre definitely, hundred percent. What are you saying, Poppy? Yeah, but I suppose if he's so, if that's Pollard on charges, it could be Pollard anywhere. That, okay. I don't know. I think it it does depend on where he lands, but I, yeah, I'd, I'd say Stevenson. Mostly because I don't want Georgia to stop being my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also also because yeah, I, I I Tony Pollard is too hit or miss. I think. Yeah, Oh yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Ramondre Stevenson fan. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see the the Patriots offense reborn again in 2024 because it's been. I'm sure Georgia would agree it's been absolutely terrible the last yes. few years with uh, with Mac Jones. Um, oh, so yeah, God. let's let's get a, let's get a rookie or, or a veteran in there. And yeah, I'm quite oh, excited about good. this offense. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, Andre, because um, I, I also want to keep Georgia as a friend. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I did. I, Jokes aside, I think um, yeah, you, you've got to put Ramondre in that situation. I think he's slightly worth uh, worth more currently, but I do find it hard for um, sort of Pollard to outscore. I think Ramondre's got a lot left to give, um, despite being probably the same age as Pollard. I think um, Ramondre uh, came out a little bit older, so he is um, he's a little bit older than you expect. But there's not a lot of tread on those tyres, so give me Ramondre uh, and. <laughs> And yeah, let's let's move on to the next guy who's also not got a ton of tread on his tires. Um and his value is completely gone. So I'm gonna come back to you, Georgia, and we'll let you pick this guy to speak about. Clyde oh, yeah. was there. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because obviously like Pacheco has like taken over as RB1. And it's just interesting to see like what would happen next with Clyde Edwards Heller, because I remember he was like quite good like a couple of years ago. But now he's kind of because I know he got injured, didn't he? Like, I don't know how long mm-hmm. ago back. But yeah, I know, like, after that injury, and then they drafted Pacheco. It feels like Pacheco's just taken over. But yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see where he goes. Do you think he definitely goes? If, if, Sasha, if he goes, I don't know. <laughs> no I idea. Think, I think he's going to go. I, I think that they've, they've had enough of... Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I don't think they have any plans to use him. I think they really regret um, picking him with, what was it, the last pick of round one of that draft class? What was a pretty terrible pick. And Pacheco comes in, what was he, seventh round, I remember? Well, he was really late on, wasn't he? Yeah. He comes in and he looked really good. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually quite interested in CEH, um, although I do, I do have him in a couple of places where I took him over Jonathan Taylor, which definitely do not regret. But <laughs> um, so RB68 is just, yeah, that's quite hilarious. So I, I think hilarious. It's, probably, yeah. it's, probably, it's, it's probably fair. Um, <laughs> it's probably fair. You can't, but... you can't say anything. You said steak one. So he, <laughs> you said steak one. I've rubbed off on him. bad. We did have a title of one of our shows, didn't we? Clyde Edwards Hilarious was one we of did. them. We did. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it says late third round rookie pick is his value, but I, I reckon you can get away with chucking a fourth out there and getting getting Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And 
people just be happy to, to, to throw another dark throw rather than have him on the roster. And I just, I think if perhaps we get him on the charges, Kev, what about that? And then <laughs> he's the next Austin Eckler. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, but um, yeah, I, I'll throw a fourth round pick to get Edwards Alaire in one place just in case he lands on a good spot and he could be, a, if he's a third down back on a really good offense, um, he could be, he could be really useful. So, Kev, what's your thoughts on CEH? I mean, I'll tell the story again that before the draft, when he got taken, surprisingly, I was completely fading him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got that first round draft capital and I bottled it, if I'm honest. Um, I, I moved him up the rankings. I put him right there with Jonathan Taylor. Um, and lo and behold, in time, if I'd have just had a little bit more steel about myself, <laughs> it looked a great a great shout. Uh, so I, th- I do think the market's gone completely the other way around. I'm going to pose this potential scenario. Clyde Edwards-Alaire reuniting with his college QB, Joe Burrow, in Cincinnati. Joe Mixon's, they're done with Joe Mixon. They're going to go with Edwards-Alaire and Chase Brown as their as their duo. If that happens, Poppy, what are you saying? <laughs> I, I still don't think that he'll be an incredible uh, running back, but I do. That's actually quite interesting. I think that that would be, I think that that would be enticing uh, to have him maybe throw a third round, but nothing. I still don't think higher than that. Um, but I think that's probably actually one of the best landing spots that you've. I don't, I can't, I don't think I've seen anyone else suggesting that, but maybe you're onto <laughs> something there. Um, he likes but to yeah, follow the dots, Kev. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one as well. It's like, hmm, something to think about. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Definitely. Any running back that catches passes and c- can catch it well, which he obviously can, that was his only good thing about him, basically. Um, then, yeah. I quite like people like that, running backs like that in Dynasty, so I'll keep them at the back of my roster just in case. Yeah, could be buying back into Edward Tillaire, but this next guy, <laughs> I don't think I'll be buying back in because I've already got a lot of him. We've got DeAndre <laughs> Swift, but come to you, Poppy. How are you feeling about Swift moving forward? Yeah, I don't think that he's going to go anywhere. I don't know, Kev, if that's going to make you feel happy or make you feel a bit sad. <laughs> I can't see... Just looking at the teams that need a running back, I'm not sure that they're teams that will appeal to him. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I do really like Swift, um, but I just can't. I can't see him going anywhere personally. Um, I don't know if even going anywhere would actually improve his game. I can't. Again, I can't really can't see him doing anywhere better. Um, yeah, I yeah. think. I completely agree. I, I agree. He's not going to do any better on another team. Personally, that that's my feeling. I think his best value is if he stays there and scores touchdowns for the Eagles. Um, I just don't like him because Rashad Penny was my guy and I put a lot of <laughs> stock into Rashad Penny last offseason and um, it, it didn't work out for me. So, um, yeah. I I also think the Kenny game was probably a better running back as well. So, um Kev, I'm going to throw it to you actually because you're you're the Eagles guy. What do you think Swift is going to do? And at 204 
prices rb18 are you in pretend you don't have all the shares that you do are you are you interested <sighs> see like I'm, I'm a swift fan i was a swift fan when he was in detroit obviously he's left detroit gibbs has come in and looked completely different to what swift did in detroit obviously a big gibbs fan as well that, that should be a little bit of a sign there um i'd say the eagle season went all like swift season so when swift was performing on fire eagles were doing great um well not i say they're doing great they're winning games we were never doing great we had a, a bad season all around but it's like how many chances can you give swift he's had two different teams now um don't think the eagles was the most amazing fit because of obviously hurts getting all the touchdowns and the split backfield etc i just really struggle to see where it goes so it's it's gonna have to be the perfect perfect landing spot um as a, as a 1b a little bit like tony pollard a 1b in uh, a high-paced high-powered offense maybe if he goes to dallas that could work there but um <laughs> In Would you still of... be a Swift fan after that, though? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the question. Yeah, it's difficult. Nope. Is it? it's, 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 it's a definite no, but it is a difficult one. Um, <laughs> I'd actually take Pollard over Swift right now. Um, so that, that's where I'm at. Come to you, um, come to you, Georgia. Would you have Pollard or Swift? Mm. Or Mondre? <laughs> Ramondre. Obviously Ramondre. <laughs> um, I don't know, that's a tough one. Uh, I'll probably say Swift. I don't know. Just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Poppy? I think I think Swift. But again though, it does it does depend where he where he goes. I can't see him going to Cowboys, but maybe he will. Um, but again, I, I still think, as much as I do like Swift, I think that he thinks that he deserves more money uh, than he actually does. But I think that's just, I think that's running backs overall, actually. Um, that might be a controversial thing that I've just said, but yeah. Not at all. <laughs> about I'll you, take... Ali? You take it, you're going to free one me here. I am, yeah, sorry, mate. I'm definitely Team Swift. Um Pollard has burned me last year and I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> I think that Swift is the more talented running back. So if he stays, which I think is, I don't know, you probably know more than me. I'd say maybe it's a bit more than 50-50. Then, um, yeah, I'd rather have him on the Eagles than take a risk on where Tony Pollard ends up. Yeah, there's only room for one Swift in my heart, isn't there, Taylor? <laughs> but, um, but yeah that, that brings us to the end of the discussion on free agent QBs and running backs we're now going to come on to the main event the fantasy wildcard selection so we're getting our guests to pick their fantasy wildcard the player that they believe will improve their dynasty value the most next season we're going to jump straight in we're going to come to Poppy's pick first of all fantasy wildcard selection She's smiling already. Ali's smiling. <laughs> that can probably lead you to the team it's going to be. I've got Trey Palmer. Um, I think that Trey Palmer is really exciting. Um, I think that, obviously, Baker re-signing, I think that they have a very good connection. I know that Trey Palmer had a few fumbles um, and some quite, quite bad ones in the end in terms of results, but I don't know. I just think 
I think that his ceiling is quite high. Um, and I just think that the fact that he played in the playoffs games and played that well in his rookie year, I just think, yeah, I just think that he's a very, very good player. And I'm glad um, that other teams let him fall to us, actually. Um, yeah, I think that we got a very good player there. We certainly did. And his touchdown against the Eagles was beautiful. Kev. Um, just shows what his his ability is. And he's exciting. He's a guy, when you get the ball in his hands, he's absolutely rapid. So I hope that the new offensive coordinator does um, get the ball into Palmer's hands because he, he is a really dangerous player. And with Chris Godwin uh, moving back into the slot, hopefully that means Palmer can go outside, use his speed as that deep threat. Um, and yeah, score some touchdowns with Baker. Um, I really do think this this offense. I mean, I'm not biased whatsoever, but it can be <laughs> it can be really really exciting next year. Um, and just as that wide receiver three to have someone as with the talent of of Trey Palmer is is going to be really exciting. So yeah, I, I really love the pick. I think his his value is low right now. I think because he flashed, um, but he didn't do it consistently. So his value in in dynasty is low, but this time in 12 months uh, time i do think you're going to get a nice bump in value with um that consistency with baker mayfield so yeah looking for that year two leap from palmer so yeah i think it's a great pick kev thank you yeah i think with, with the facts work i'd selection i think one way you can sort of win or uh, gain the most is by picking a player low down that has a nice bump so I think we're not going to suggest Trey Palmer's going to be a top 20 wide receiver, but let's Are just we say... Oh, I, thought, I thought we were. I thought we were. <laughs> I mean, I think no, what, what you're kind of hoping for is maybe there's a, a small injury to, I don't know, K-Dotton, someone we don't really care about too much fantasy, and then it opens up into a true free freeway sort of committee at wide receiver to... Um, to take those snaps and if he makes that big jump to say top 36 that's going to be a really good shout with the fans of our pick so yeah he's uh, he's, he's definitely shown some explosiveness showed it in the playoffs as well begrudgingly but um, I, will just, yeah. I will just say as well that this could be based off um, say Chris Godwin doesn't have a great uh, season he's actually his contract is is at an end in after 2024 season. So if people see Trey Palmer having a good season, Chris Godwin, perhaps they're moving on from him. If he can be the wide receiver too, his value is automatically going to shoot up. So that's why I think it's a great pick. I'm not going to say Mike Evans won't resign. I think he will. I think he will. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to see me. If, if he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, it will not be a good day in this house. <laughs> Ali, you'll be getting rid of your helmet, won't you, as well? Don't, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We'll we'll keep the the vibes happy. We're going to come to Georgia's selection for her fantasy wild card, and this is the guy that gets my seal of approval. So mine is Anthony Richardson. Obviously, like he got injured at the beginning of last, well, beginning of last season, and I just think it would be like, interesting to see him like when he's like fully healed. And like has like a hopefully a healthy season, like with like uh, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Downs. Uh, can't remember the other guy's name. Super <laughs> um, Michael yeah. Pittman. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Gone out my brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be, it's just interesting to see. 
huge Anthony Richardson fan. I think range of outcomes, like if he has the perfect, perfect season, which it needs a lot of luck for this, he could be the Dice QB1 next offseason. Like it's going to take a lot because there's some great guys ahead of him, but just with that rushing upside and touchdown wise, like if you just stretch out the few games he played, if he's getting you 12, 14 rushing touchdowns and just performs pretty solid as a, as a passer, you're talking silly numbers. So um, it's, it's a sh- great shot. I think he's higher up in the rankings, so there's not as much wiggle. But if he eats his full complement of what he can achieve, yeah, you could have a shout with that fan squad card section as well. Two great picks from yeah. both yourself, George, and Poppy. Ali, I'll let you have last word on Anthony Richardson because I know you're itching to give us your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love the pick. Um, I think it would probably be in a short list of my wildcard picks from this year, so I really do like it. Um, my hot take is that he's going to finish in the top four quarterbacks um in the 2024 season he's going to rebound and he's going to be absolutely amazing so yeah i totally agree he's what quarterback seven eight whatever in the the rankings at the minute but you hit the nail on the head he could easily be a top three quarterback this time next off season so um yeah i think it's gonna there's a pretty good chance that it could happen put it that way yeah, both smashed it then. So, um, yeah, on tonight's show. <laughs> got to be nice, haven't you? Got to be nice. <laughs> Despite the stick I've been given. Um, so, yeah, on tonight's show, we've previewed the free agents at quarterback and running back. We've had two amazing guests um, in Georgia and Poppy. So, before you go, please remind the audience where they can find you and anything that you'd like to share. Um... <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, just my Twitter handle, really. <laughs> Don't you mean X, Georgia? Um, X. <laughs> I still can't. Before, before Elon gets me. <laughs> um, yeah, same. Yeah. Um, and I was just gonna say, like, especially me and Georgia, if there's any women that are watching that just want to get more involved uh, in the community and also uh, in fantasy in general, to just message one of us. Um, we're both now doing a lot um, of stuff with women in fantasy football, which is yeah. really great. Um, it's a really welcoming community, and I know that it it might be intimidating, um, but yeah, I've made lots of lovely friends. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I'd echo that. Women in fantasy football—it's it's fantastic to see the growth that's happened. Obviously, we've got Hannah from um, our fantasy wildcard squad as such that's part of that and you two as well representing the uk i think you're um, inspirational in that respect i'll come on to the full speech in a moment we're gonna let ali have his final thoughts on tonight or anything you'd like to share first yeah cheers kev i can't follow any of your speeches so <laughs> i just want to thank you both for for coming on two awesome uk ladies in our industry flying the flag um you're both really really good fantasy players it's great to, for you to both come on to chat to us tonight um yeah just thanks for spending your time with with me and kev kev still can't believe you're wearing that liverpool shirt but um, <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> poppy have a great time away um and yeah go bucks <laughs> can't believe you just said go bucks you've ruined it <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to edit that out I'm hoping to watch the game against Liverpool on Wednesday. 
Um, but I don't think I don't think we're going to win. So yeah, <laughs> exciting stuff indeed. Um, if if you do win, I, I won't be on on X for <laughs> days itself. But, um, I think well said then, Ali. Just um, completely agree the fact that you're you're so inspirational. Um, you're great fantasy players. Like it's not a joke when I say you're near the top of leaderboards. You are every league I've seen you in, every league I'm part of, every. Um, sort of tournament you're, you're always right up there and i think that's just a credit to how amazing you are as fantasy players um also got the pleasure of meeting you both in person at the uk ffc last year quick plug for that like that's happening <laughs> the 13th of july this year um make sure you come along it's a great chance to meet the, the community and and yeah i, I think it, it's a fantastic day you get to know people on a more uh on a more personal level and it helps grow uh, sort of friendships and more banter as well in your leagues if you know someone you can give them a bit of stick and you know it's all right because uh, yeah i can confirm that both george and poppy are not ai generated they are <laughs> that's what he wants you to believe <laughs> indeed so um yeah thank you for tuning in be sure to follow us and subscribe to us on x and youtube at fantasy wildcard and the wildcard dynasty we drop our shows every wednesday of the off season so thank you once again have a great evening and we'll see you again very soon when you have the wild card you have the power to change the game